Hi, I'm Ellen, and I never wear nail polish. Hi, I'm Jaslyn, and I don't like it when people have noisy bags of chips in the theater. Oh my god, that's the worst. And maybe those, like, quiet bags that Doritos were talking about would be a great idea. Great idea. And this is... High Expectations! The podcast. Minnesota. Minnesota. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we went to the movies! We went to the movies. And we went out for lunch. It was a good long date Yeah, it was a good long date thing with me. Being the third wheel and you and your girlfriend. <laughs> no, no, they no, were, they no, were no, the no, best no. couple to date, though. <laughs> we, yeah, we had some nice food. We were walking to meet to go there. And then up ahead, I see this woman walking along. And, like, she looks cool. She kind of reminds me of one of her friends. Ah, she's got, like, cool clothes on. And then we get closer and I realise it's Alan. My best friend. My best friend. <laughs> I'm like, yay, it's Alan. And I go, like, wave at her, and she, like, takes her headphones off. That was the best timing. Like, I timed today perfectly. I got up at 7.30, and I read Harry Potter, and then I did the dishes, and the boys woke up, and, yeah, made Hamish a coffee, and I did the folding. Then I was like, I've got to leave an hour beforehand, and then hopefully when I'm walking down Taranaki Street, we might bump into each other. And we did! Yay! I've had really good time management this weekend. (laughs) Anyway, the whole point of this mini which is probably going to be longer than that, whoops, is that we went to go see Love, Simon. Yeah, we did. After a lot of hype. And I can just say straight up, worth the hype. Definitely worth the hype. It's such a good movie. Just wish it was on Netflix now, so I can rewatch it tonight. No. (laughs) Well, you know, you could go and see it again. I suppose I could. $10. That's quite cheap, that's true. Mm. But there's just so many movies to watch, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go to the movies, I might as well go to another one. Mm. (laughs) So I've been looking forward to this for a while because in November last year, I read the book it's based on. I don't remember you reading this one. You're normally like, I love this book. You probably were. I just can't remember. So the first book I read was The Upside of Unrequited, which is like the same universe kind of linked characters as this one. Oh, cool. Which is called Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda. So there's like a, another book. Yeah. What's so that one about? It's like a trilogy. These, oh, cool. This Upside of Unrequited, which is about this girl called Molly and Molly Suso. Oh, yeah, in the yeah. Book. And in, the, in that story, she, she's got her own little rom-com thing going on, but she's, she messages her cousin, Abby, who had recently moved away. Yeah. And Abby is a friend in the Simon story. Yeah, yeah. Right? And there's a third book in this tr- trilogy called uh, Leah on the Offbeat. Oh, that's a friend, the friend Leah. Leah. Leah is Simon's friend. Oh, that's so cool. So I have pre-ordered Leah on the Offbeat and it comes out late April and I'm really excited to read it. Oh, I wonder if they're audiobooks. They Probably. Like, get them on Audible. should totally get them. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Audible. Like, no one cares to sponsor us, but yeah. I would definitely, I'm definitely down because that was so good. The thing is, though, like, even though I'm sure it's a really great book and I've heard it is, mm. it was really nice to not have read it. I yeah, was, I, I can like, see it would be. Yeah, I was, like, was surprised. I was like, did you know who it was going to be? And just, it's like, obviously, I read the book, but I, I thought maybe they pulled a swift one uh. and um, changed up the story because it was just so surprising who it was. Mm. And we're going to do spoilers, obviously, from now on, and if you don't like spoilers, bugger off. <laughs> in New Zealand. Yeah. Go to the, the movie, bugger off, see the movie, and come back. Come on with us. Do other people say bugger off? Maybe in Australia. <laughs> What's really bad about it is it's like, it's reclaimed. It's a reclaimed, it's reclaimed term. word. Yeah. But I think it was originally kind of homophobic. 
I yeah. definitely homophobic. Yeah. Which is okay. inappropriate, and I'm sorry. Yeah. But relevant <laughs> to this movie. <laughs> there used to be an ad on New Zealand TV in which everyone said, bugger. Oh, bugger me. Bugger me. Bugger. <laughs> it was very controversial at the time. And now there's HBO and everyone's putting F-bombs all over the place. <laughs> <sighs> Good times. Um, yeah, so... Back to the movie. All I knew about this movie walking into it was it was about a queer character, and it was just really nice. That was all I knew. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, the premise of the movie is it's about this boy called... Simon. Simon. <laughs> right in the title, love Simon. <laughs> and he is closeted gay. And he's got the best friends in the world. Really good friends. Yeah, they're really cool. And he finds out there's another closeted gay kid at school that writes on this like secret message board. Mm. So he gets his email address and With starts, a pseudonym. Yeah, and they start secretly emailing each other. But they, but they don't know who each other is. And so the whole plot of the book and the movie is him trying to find out who it is and getting, like, red herrings and clues and stuff. But ultimately, the, I think the, the reveal was quite a surprise based on the gasps I heard in the audience. Yeah, so I guess a lot mm. of people hadn't read the book. Yeah. Like me. Um, I was quite surprised by a lot of the twists and turns in it, actually. And I found it very, very emotional. Yeah. yeah, it was quite raw, especially, like, the reaction at his school to him being gay was just, like, oh, it was just cringe. It was just so, I felt I was so embarrassed for him, you know? Yeah. Like, people were just not being cool at all. But it did still feel very real. A little bit, yeah, a little bit cartoony, but very relatably real. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I guess the whole, I guess that's the thing about, like, teen movies, like, they're not cartoony necessarily, but they're, like, lifted up from reality like i guess that's why movies like ladybird are quite different i guess ladybird isn't 100 percent accurate but it's more realistic whereas this is maybe more magic movie moments yeah (laughs) and i think the way that they made the end because you said it was well sarah said it was different from Mm. the book he didn't like a huge spoiler in the end he like reveals that he well he's already revealed that he's gay by Mm. somebody else and then he comes forward and said yes it's true and i'm in love with um, the person I've been messaging, Blue, I don't know who he is, so yeah. do you want to meet me on this Ferris wheel? And then all of his school friends turn up and they're, like, applauding him and stuff. And it's just, like, this <laughs> biggest display. Yeah, but that wasn't in the book. So what happens mm. in the book? So in the book, he somehow gets a message to Blue, which I think is still email, or maybe it's in the blog post in public, saying, meet me at, you know, 10pm at this Ferris wheel ride or whatever. And... He doesn't come. Oh. But then he's sitting, like, nearby, kind of chilling, and then suddenly Blue comes and sits next to him. And he's like, oh, my God, it's you? Like, yep. And it's like, whoa. Yay! Yeah. Did they have the same thing in the book where there was that fake-out? So you said, I... Yeah, there's a few fake-outs, yeah. So he has this friend called Bram, and he's like, oh, he must be Blue. Like, he just figures it out somehow. Mm. And then he, like, I guess he goes to talk to him. At the party, but then he walks in on him making out with another girl. So he's like, oh, well, then it's definitely not him. Yeah. And then the movie, I was like, oh, damn. That would have been such a good reveal. And of course it was him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even in the book, there's not, not even any hints that, they could, that it could be Bram. I can remember. Um, I think it was quite cool that it was kind of like set up to fail and then mm. set up again. Like, I, I think the way that that was done, it was actually done really seamlessly. And you, every time he thought a new person was... 
blow you believed it mm. so then when you find out that he's actually wrong i mean like especially with that guy who worked at the waffle house yeah. like, the way that he swished his coffee around i was like that's very like effeminate like you know what we'd associate mm. with gay men mm. but no he was just an effeminate straight guy who <laughs> <laughs> was into abby because everyone's into abby yeah <laughs> including Leah. Really? i don't care what anyone's yes definitely Leah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think, yeah, I think um, in the episode of Unrequited, Molly's sister is queer. Oh, cool. So there's, there's a bit of queerness in each book, yeah. Nice. Mm. Yeah, so the secret boy is called Blue, and Simon gives himself the pseudonym Jacques. Because he's looking at a picture of his family. Yeah, in Paris. Yeah, Paris. So he's, he improvs like Jasmine does, and Jazz looks at something and thinks, I'll improv about that. And that's what I did. I just looked at my fingernails before and I was like, I don't really like wearing nail polish. And I thought you were going to be like, I do and I fem flag, but then you can missed opportunity. Yeah, I'm sorry. <sighs> missed connection. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be me soon in Japan. Missing connections. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very um, emotional movie, I think. Did you cry? A little bit. Really can't help again, that kind of like misty eyed in it because there's yeah. very, some really sweet moments and very tense moments as yeah. well. Like when he comes out to his family on Christmas mm-hmm. and oh, and his little sister's like, You could just deny it, and she's just trying to protect him. But he's like, Why would I deny it? I'm not ashamed. And it's like, Well, we've kept it a secret this long, so mm-hmm. obviously, you do, yeah, you know, you're private about it, like you're not ready, is what she's trying to say. And then he just makes her cry and run off. It was mm, so sad. Yeah. She's just trying to be supportive. Yeah. It's so hard to say the right thing when somebody comes out. I like, I don't know what the best response is. I always feel like your response when I came out was the best. Because you're like, yay! Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy to have another queer friend. Exactly. <laughs> 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 have some great times. Yay. Yay, I'm surprised. It's like the beginning of your awesome life. Yeah. Like that was like... When somebody comes out, it should be a celebration. I reckon we're coming to a good place as a society. If a kid comes out to their parents and they're like, yay, it's yeah. a party, you know, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's celebrate. Let's go for dinner. <laughs> awesome. You just did a really scary mm. thing. That's cool. Proud of you. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. But like, we're not there yet. And, yeah. and yeah, his parents' reaction is like, they're obviously like cool, liberal parents. And he knows they won't have a problem with it. But, but they're still a bit they, winded, yeah. Yeah, and they still say the wrong thing. Mm. Like, his dad thinks it would be funny to make a joke out of it. Like, oh, which of your girlfriends turned you? Yeah. But it was just super inappropriate. And then his little sister's like, that's just not even funny. Which is how I'd react to, you know? Like, yeah. be serious. This is, like, one moment in your life where you have to be serious. Yeah. A few days later, his mother has a chat to him, and she says something that I thought was really sweet about how she can tell that Simon had a secret for a few years and he's obviously been like holding his breath Mm. for years but now he can finally exhale yeah and I thought it was really nice and there's a lot to be said for such a big secret finally being out in the open yeah and you can just relax like you don't have to be tense all the time you don't have to like not mess up and, and not reveal yourself like, I think when you're keeping a big secret like that, you overcompen- um, overcompensate so much. And like mm. his mum said, he was holding back part of his personality. That was nice. Uh, that was really nice. And this dad, like, made me want to cry. And I was just thinking when I was watching it how important it is to see, like, a male figure in another man's life say, I'm completely fine with the fact that you're gay. Yes. That was so powerful. And, like, not that the mother wasn't powerful, because it's like your mum knows you the best, you know? Mm-hmm. But there's 
a lot of I think a lot of mothers can be more like loving and accepting and know how to deal with it whereas dads can be a little bit weirder definitely so the fact that the dad and the dad was a bit weird to begin with but then when he came around it was like it was obviously really hard for him and he started crying and he's like stop crying and he's like I can't (laughs) and he acknowledged and crying as well like he's a grown man crying so important for men and he acknowledged that he had spent like years making like gay jokes yeah in front of Simon and felt really bad about that remorse and yeah, because that's, that's like nice just such a normal part of male-to-male mm. humor, like homoerotic humor or like making fun of like gay yeah. men. It's just so normalized when it shouldn't be. And then also when he goes to school, the worst homophobia he gets is not from women, it's mm. from other men. Yeah, and that was shut down really well. And even like about that. the guidance, yeah, that was the shout out to the drama teacher, yeah. right? She had some she of the great. best lines in the whole movie. <laughs> So you guys are assholes. No one feels sorry for you right now. It was just so great to see like a woman and a person of colour just like shut down a couple of stupid straight boys. <laughs> <laughs> you sad sweaty virgins is yeah. what she said. Get down from the table. That's awesome. <laughs> <Bit of> shaming. <laughs> and of course the sort of quite villain of the movie, Martin. Yeah. Who spends most of it blackmailing Simon. Yeah. And he's that kind of character that you just kind of get annoyed by. You know he's annoying. Mm-hmm. And a bit of a, there's something off about him. With some fine-tuning oh, of Martin's personality, he could be, like, the most awesome kid, though. He could like, be. Like, he's very into pop culture and his movies and, like, you know, his slogan tees and shit. And, mm. like, Simon calls him out for that. Like, no girl wants to read your shit. But it's like, I don't know. <laughs> he had, like, heaps of puns. I feel like if he was, like, a 25-year-old, 26-year-old man, people would be like... Oh my god, you've got a sense of humour and it's a clean t-shirt. Yeah. It's all it takes when you're in your 20s. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, he had some very unfortunate sides of his personality. Particularly grand gestures, which is always yeah. the biggest mistake. That was the cringiest thing. He he was just, it was just luck in the Waffle House. What he does yeah. in the Waffle House, to because he wants to get with Abby. So he blackmails Simon when he finds out that he's gay and he has mm. this email chain. Because his Gmail gets left open by mistake. Yeah. He's like, get me with your friend Abby. And then Simon, I feel like all Simon does is try to instigate situations in which they could get closer. Which she says she, he's pimping her out and treating her like a piece of meat. I disagree. Hmm. But I think that his... He has another friend. Is it Alex? No, it's not Alex, is it? It's Nick. Nick. Yeah. Who's into Abby. And then he kind of takes Nick off the scent. But he is actually mm. picking up on the fact that Abby does like him. Probably should yeah. have said off the scent. That's real gross. But you know what I mean? It's like yeah. a dog trying to find a bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, I know something's here. Yeah. Um, which, which he was right. Um, and they all get real mad at Simon at one point. But that's later on. Anyway, later Martin. On. Yeah, he has this, like, problem with grand gestures, and he starts yelling out to everyone in the Waffle House, Abby deserves a superhero, and he won't stop until she stands up and says it herself. So bad. It's awful, but for some reason, Abby's like, I dig that, because sometimes bold moves play off, but he went too bold, yo. Yeah. Homecoming game, huge crowd of the skull. Yeah. They sing the national anthem, and he runs up in his mascot costume and steals the mic. And does this big, long speech to Abby about how awesome she is and ask her out. Would have been a great speech, just one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time this is happening in the theatre, 
and just like looking down at my lap on cringing like on my head like please just stop talking this is the worst moment it I is. feel bad for everybody involved yeah and I could just feel the entire cinema was like cringe yeah oh, it was very well crawling. done in that respect though like it was so humiliating and I'm actually I recently listened to an audiobook called So You've Been Publicly Shamed mm. and it's all about how people's biggest fears in life is being yeah publicly shamed and that's yeah. essentially what he was doing to himself yeah and it was so hard to watch it was bad the cinema cringe of that but when Bram was finally revealed as a lover yeah gasps around this audience cheers died from cute crying little claps like oh my god it's him like it was so cute but they kiss and it's so nice and I like that we live in a world that like two boys can kiss in a movie and when they finally kiss people were clapping like it was nice it was so special yeah it's such a special movie Mm -hmm. I think it's also like great costume design great costumes very cool um great actors um, actually, the popular girls who hung out with Elliot, best style yeah. than anyone in the movie. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I would dress like and maybe hang out with the cool girls, which is not something I normally feel during a high school movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was very much not one of the cool girls in school. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, it was a bit of a weird vibe because at the start of the film, the cinema had forgotten to turn off the lights. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so actually, that's like, Rewind. Rewind. The cinema was asleep at the wheel, so normally somebody... (laughs) (laughs) So normally somebody, like, pulls, you know, pulls off the end of your ticket, like, cinema to, you know, some sort of apathetic young person who doesn't get paid enough. No one was there, so I was just like, let's just walk in. So we did. And then they were like, oh, let's go to the bathroom. And Mm -hmm. then, like, three of the cubicles didn't have any toilet paper in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone was working that day because we also went up to a self-service machine to get our tickets. We talked to no one throughout the entire transaction. Yeah. And then, like, the entire... Like, most... Of- in New Zealand, the short's are, like, 20 minutes long. It's probably consistent throughout the world at this point. Mm. Um, and the lights normally tend to fade maybe about halfway through the shorts. Yeah. They just didn't. And then the movie started and it was so off-putting. Like, you could see everyone super clearly. Yeah. The bright lights are right in your face. Yeah. The weird thing was... There was two sets of lights. There's these big bright lights, which I feel like might be the cleaning lights. Yeah. And then the, the ones on the curtains, they did fade as the movie started. Oh, okay. But the bright lights were on. Because when then, they turned it off, they didn't fade. They just switched yeah, off. off. Yeah. Oh, my God. Talk about that guy, though. Yeah. That was so funny. So we were, like, getting there annoyed, getting really distracted. And then this guy gets up and walks across this crowd. And Alan says to me, oh, my God, if he's going to turn off the lights, he's like a hero amongst men. <laughs> And he leaves, and like a minute or so later, some darkness. Yeah. And he comes back in, and the audience claps. Lord him, and he was like, "This is my fifteen minutes <laughs> yeah. right here for just getting the lights turned off." Great, thanks, guys. It was real sweet. <laughs> I think he was like a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> I'm he's a hero. He is a hero, and he deserves that applause. Yeah. There's times in life where people deserve applause, and that was it. Yeah. If by chance you're listening to this, or you know who it was. Thank you. You're a hero. <laughs> you made our movie-going experience much better. Yeah. And I think it also made the crowd feel like one, so that when the good things were happening, we were more comfortable, like, clapping. And yeah. Like, I think that. that kind of put us on, like, a good note as an audience. Yeah. And, like, as an audience, we were all really um, reacting to the... Like, a lot of young people in the mm. audience. And we were all reacting to the movie in a really big way. Like, yeah. you'd hear, gar- like you said, gasps sniffling from the crying, mm-hmm. like... I think the movie's only really just come out in New Zealand because yeah. there's quite a few people there. And there was this one person, like, up the back that was like, 
<laughs> when all of his friends like stand on the corner and reject him after they find out all about Martin and everything, she's up the back like, leave him alone. He's had a hard enough time. <laughs> <laughs> That person that gets that one friend that gets way into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Simon's like yelling at Martin, saying, "You took away my right to come out when I want to and how I want to." Oh Jesus, that bit got me. You stole that from me, and I deserve that. And so, like, I have nothing to say to you anymore. Like, you're you're dead to me, basically. And then, like, someone's like, "Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah." yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, like, that was exactly what I was thinking and feeling. Like, Martian is such a villain, even though I know that part of us is meant to kind of feel sorry for him. Mm. And I did. I could see that he was a real person. He wasn't just, like, a bad guy. But it was so hard to feel sorry for him because he just did the ultimate evil. And that's taking away from a queer person their right to come out when when and if they choose to. Because that's their closet and they can stay in there as long as they want Mm -hmm. or for as short as they want. That's right. It's actually, mm. like, a horror film in some respects because it's mm. just, like, so much social awkwardness all at once in yeah. one movie. I thought if I was going to compare it to another teen movie, I was saying to Jaslyn, I think it's very much, like, Easy A because that's all about, kind of, reputation in high school, mm. which is in life paramount, but especially in high school. And then, you know, Emma Stone gets this big reveal as a so-called slut. And then mm. in the end, she's like, look, I'm not actually a slut. And puts out this big vlog for everyone to see. And then yeah. she has a big song and dance. So a big grand gesture as well. <laughs> also, the song and dance part in that movie was actually quite fun. In the, um... Oh, in Love, Simon, or...? Yeah, in the, um... In Love, Simon, there's, like, a, a little scene Are of, you? like... What I'm going to be like in college. Are you admitting that you liked a musical interlude? <laughs> And I was like, I'm so going to pull Jason up on this because I know that she's going to enjoy it. And I'm going to be like, look, it's a musical number out of context. But then I didn't say it because I realized what she would say is it is in context because it's a fantasy. And in a fantasy, one can be in a musical. That is correct. And the scenes of the action musical, I did not like. By that same token, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is also in context because she's like going off in her own mind. It's all about like mental illness and like the way she copes with it is through like musicals. And that's why I tolerated Crazy Ex-Girlfriend for the first few episodes <laughs> until other people started singing without her around. Okay. But they're also going, okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's a musical TV show, all right? Yeah, Chill. it's fine. It's fine. It's such a good show, but That though. was fun. Nice dancing. A little over the top, kind of cheesiness. And it reminded me a lot of, um, sorry to interrupt you, 500 Days of Summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was a good part. Okay. Go see it. It's a good film. I mean, now we've spoiled it all for you. But if you saw it, it, wasn't it good? Yeah. Write to us. If you've seen it, read the book. (laughs) Jason's like, reading? Can't believe I suggested it. It's a good book. And read the other books by um, Becky Abitale. They're awesome. Yeah. Stop watching Netflix and read a book. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye. Yeah. Love, Jaslyn. Love, Ellen. (laughs) (laughs) Warmly, Ellen. Oh, wait. Fondly, Ellen. No, wait. Ellen. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Jasmine. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at highexpectationspodcast or on Twitter at highexpodcast. 
You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week.